When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frame. Hey, Mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hon, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a Vision Center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart. The Big Bark. Listen up, dog owners. It's for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark. With your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. Hello and a big welcome back to the Big Bark Podcast. The show that is absolutely crazy about all dogs everywhere. Last week we had a fantastic episode and we got great feedback from that. That episode was with John from Tree Vets in Limerick. And thanks once again to John, uh, John Garahido, for being on with us last week and a couple of weeks ago as well. Some brilliant content that everybody enjoyed and, well... Let's get into today's show. Coming up a bit later on, we'll be heading to a new grooming salon called Head to Tail, which is based in Mulgrave Street in Limerick. And we'll be meeting with the owner of this wonderful little salon, uh, Jess, who is going to be telling us why she got into grooming and about the different things that she'll be offering in the, in the salon. But first of all, we are taking our lies in our hands here a bit today well my life in i suppose everyone's hands uh because today we are at the bark park once again and i am delighted to be joined by jamie and sarah from trails and tales jamie how are you doing <laughs> i'm good dara welcome back i uh, nearly got mauled to death there a few minutes ago by by Bruno, but I'm, I'm, Bruno's, I'm used to it by now I had to introduce it to him this time. Last time we kept it known in the second field, but you know, I wanted you to see first time what Bruno was like. You uh, wanted me to see why you asked for life insurance <laughs> the last time, yes. Exactly. Look, he's eyeing you off there. He is. Oh, I didn't go. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's been going on since the last time? Jesus, um, I suppose one of the big things we left the daycare obviously we were a part of urban tales it just wasn't for us anymore so we kind of came back for just to focus on trails and tales and it's just gone from strength to strength uh, a lot of new members because i had stopped taking on new dogs but then we reopened the books um sarah's been flying with a pretty little pup she's standing there now paranoid because sarah's gonna have to come on and talk uh she she will she's not there to say no to she won't but well say it was your bandanas yesterday that led them to the all island victory like so you should see her at home though with the old uh, machine. She's like a, a little granny there in the corner. <laughs> Fair play, face mask and all that, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Sarah does make the bandanas for the big bark as well that we give away she there. Does, so, yeah, like, no, she's really good quality. And she's, the sport. she's just talking from a distance there, not going to come over at all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you there. And obviously, there's another new human in the field there today, Inez. It's our first day. And just like you, she got introduced to Bruno, and by God. <laughs> she got attacked as well. <laughs> oh, he's just lethal. He's, he's super friendly, but he doesn't know when to say. And of course, Paul, but with no umbrella today. No, geez, he, I, I'm surprised that even he, when He got sunny, a new umbrella, did he? He did, because I kind of... You'd like to dog spray to last one. And, and, and they took a, a, 
I keep a, a doo-doo on his un umbrella when it was left aside. Did he blame me, surprisingly. <sighs> I, I, I can't blame him, to be honest, for blaming you, because, like, <laughs> probably was your fault, really, but... Anything's possible here in the back park. <laughs> so, all is going well, and uh, Jurassic Park range is going well for you? The, the dog food has gone from strength to strength as well. We've got a lot more um, customers on it. Because, um, again, looking, people love it. If there's an issue or if they have any questions, they have my number. They can ring me any time of the day. And even when I deliver it, if they have questions, you know, it's very personal. It's one-to-one. -one. Um, yeah, I think the last time I used the word intimate, but it was wrong. Sarah said it. You're getting intimate with your customers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's all going good. At this stage, I don't think anything would really surprise me. No, Sarah's well used to it, I'll be honest. Um, I was into another new business which we'll be featuring a bit later on in this uh, episode uh, into head to tail oh, uh, into Jess here yeah, Jess on. is flying she's opening tomorrow we've actually partnered up with Jess so she's going to be stocking the that's why right, I saw the, food saw the foods inside her yeah um, and like you know Jess is a new business anyone that follows my page knows any new canine business I'm always happy to help any way shape or form that we can um, so when Jess got in contact they were happy to go there and help her in any way and I've been in a few times and the place looks amazing. Even this morning when I was in there a while ago it looked fantastic. It doesn't it, it's just, it's spotless, it's bright, it's just, she's gone, I've no doubt, like Jess is nervous but I said it to Jess, it's like look, we all get butterflies, when I start the trails and tails, it's all the what if, what if, do you know what I mean, I know, sure look at it. And who <laughs> we got, Wayne, to say That's more. Harry, That's Harry, Harry and breathing heavily and you know? Harry doesn't know when to relax either. It, it's a warm, warm enough day for him today. And um, this week now is going to be, it's a play by day by day because there's certain temperatures that if it peaks, I don't, I cancel all the water. Actually, that's something I want to ask you. Like the last time, obviously, uh, when we had a heat wave, like it was it was great for you in a way because you were finished very early during the day. And yeah, I was going by what, half 10, 11. <laughs> well, this is something that has not happened in the podcast before. Sorry. Yes. Proper. A small little wash. That's Cody. He's a little Bichon, and that's Clara. She's a big Labrador. And, and they are trying to go um, <laughs> giggity giggity at us. So Cody, no more hugging. Stop that hug. Clara, what are you doing? <laughs> Is that what you call a hugging? I call it hugging up here, but um, yeah, we, we know it's not hugging. Yeah, it's, yeah. This is definitely going. <laughs> if this was video, I would be bad from YouTube and everything by now. I'm actually surprised you asked to come back. I'm surprised you didn't get too many complaints after last. Yeah, sure, look, there's always going to be complaints. People, me, people hate the sound of my voice anyway, as well, so like. Ah, uh, fake them. Isn't that the worst? But so. Like going back to the heat wave and all, yeah. like obviously like there's with this kind of weather, there's strong temperatures that you can go yeah, go out with dogs and others then it's just it's too dangerous. It's crazy and the amount of people like that I've seen out there. And I've been trying to say to people, look, I don't walk the dogs, I don't get paid. I do you know what I don't earn a living. And I cancel it for the safety of the dogs. Yeah. If they don't walk their dogs, nothing happens. Alright, they'll have a dog that has a lot more energy at home. Jesus, leave the dog at home. Do you know what I mean? Like it's he is really determined to get up on that Oh yeah. See, it's hard to kind of talk about topics like this, but keep it PG. It's just people. Look, with a lot of people, it's, they're probably not sure. Like I see yeah. people out running, and I'm looking at them. Are they that stupid, or is it just they're uneducated and they don't realise the danger? Yeah. So it's kind of you don't know, and I don't want to kind of judge everyone because some people just might, might not know. Yeah. And I suppose another thing I want to talk to you about it's something that you were. I saw you very vocal about on uh, Instagram during over the weekend, and it's. Something that a lot of people just don't seem to cop onto, like not only walking their dogs on a lead when like the dog is kind of reactive or aggressive, yeah. but also 
like I see it myself in my own locality, there's so many people just let their dogs out loose on the road like and oh. Like I don't know if you like you probably would have saw the the Insta stories I had I was walk I was walking Vader, he's a Rhodesian Ridgeback, so he's look he's a restricted breed, but he's good. Had him under full control. I have him where he's living, there's a kind of a few different roads. So I went up one road. So we're on that road about five minutes. Next minute I seen this pit bull tear out of the house. Great. Could tell straight away this pit bull is not friendly, extremely reactive. The muscle definition, the strength of this dog. And I had to step in front and intervene, and if I didn't, you know, it was a very powerful dog. The owner, absolute gobshed. Sean, that's pointing us, like, what if that was a child walking the dog? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm well used to this, it's fine, I can deal with situations like that, but what about a young child? What about just any person walking their lovely little fluffy dog? You exactly. Know, like that dog was aggressive, that dog wanted to attack, that dog tried to attack. I intervened and stopped it, but could have been a very dangerous situation. Probably also, I don't, don't know what's the other story, but someone on Instagram over the weekend I saw, and there was someone out, yeah. like, it was a case in Limerick actually. It was? Yeah, it was on yours, and it was a small dog who was attacked by a big Billy, guy. Um, he's, he's a TNT loney. Um, see little co- <laughs> the, <laughs> the humper. Yeah, yeah. Exact same size as him, it's not smaller. Um, Bailey, in People's Park. Um, both dogs were on the lead. Bailey's owner passed that owner. That a little joke. Bailey's owner actually jokes in. My God, you could put a saddle on that. Do you know what? Do you know heart? Other owner, yeah, yeah. But, um, Sarah and Bailey walked on. Um, and the dog came up from behind, still on the lead, and latched on and basically went to kill Bailey. It was full kill mode. It was only for there was four men in the park at the time, and it took the four of them to get that dog off Bailey. Bailey would no longer be alive. He got about five puncture wounds. There was oh most God. four off the bone. Um, I think four of the puncture wounds are infected, um, and he still have to be trained regularly. He's very lucky to be alive. It's going to be a long recovery, and we don't know what kind of psychological, psychological effect it'll have on it. But I said it to Sarah. The minute he's ready, I'll get him back into the park park, I'll get him back socialised. Look, we'll have him flying it, but even for Sarah herself to experience that is... It's awful. It's, it's absolutely it's terrible. And it's just like, when, she heard, when I heard the story, the people's park is full of people, full of dogs, and then for what the owner says. But you know, Jamie, I've heard like this time and time again, like there was another case there, it was a year or two ago, up at Top Willem Street, a dog was Lily, a small dog again, mauled by a dog that was, I suppose, Lily, no control by the owner. No, and the, I heard about that story as well, the owner was a gobshite again. Yeah. A fool shouldn't have that breed of dog. Exactly. Um, like, the thing is, the amount of times I see certain dogs with certain owners and I'm just looking down, disaster went to happen. And unfortunately, there are some owners that think the sun sh- shines out their dog's hole and they don't realise that their dog is actually a dangerous dog and they should be a lot more cautious with them. They don't. They bring them into environments that they should never be in. Yeah. Um, do you know, and I see it all the time, like, and it's like, look, this dog park whenever it opens I'm dreading it and like I'm gonna say it to said it to people look from stay away from it too. It's the only oh, it's gonna be the only one there's gonna be a lot of unsocialized dogs in there. Yeah Hopefully, absolutely it's disaster meant to happen. I just don't know if Limerick is ready for it hopefully it works and it works good and they open up more of it um, but Done under the wrong circumstances. Like I've even heard of ones like there's one in Maddy Park in Dublin, and I've heard of instances happening there as well. Like yeah. they're, they're not monitored, they're not, no, they're they're not, not popular regulated. It's people thinking that their dog is good, but they probably know their dog has had situations and something uh, be grand. It's not environments like that. Like like as you see, every time we're here, there's a large amount of dogs. 
But I have them all socialised. I know what I'm doing with them. You yeah. know, they're, it's done safely. But like, if you don't know what you're doing and you mix the wrong two dogs, and the thing is, if you're in a place where two dogs start fighting and there's a lot of dogs, you know, end up being a real rumble, like. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. Right, look, as I always say myself, like, yeah, great, you know your own dog. You don't know somebody else's dog, exactly. and you don't know what way your dog is going to react with someone else's dog. Exactly. So. Like, the amount of times, even when I was up in trails, and I'd, I'd see someone, I'd put all the dogs on the lead, and they're kind of, they might have one or two dogs, and I'm kind of trying to veer away from them, and they're walking towards it to say hello, and I'm like, I'm moving for a reason, you know. It's just yeah. Like, look, I know some people. Again, it's probably just it's uneducated as this type of dogs and behaviour and stuff. But for other people, it's just sheer stupidity as well, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it really is. And like, I think you hit the nail right in the head there about the, like the dog park in Denmark. It's who's who's going to be watching that? Who's going to be monitoring? I am this? worried. Um, I am. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, it's. Again, it's an amenity I'd love to see, and I'd love to see loads of them. And I'd love to, you know, for people, even like, you know, customers here. Like, I have a lot of dogs now that I've socialised here, but I've told the owners, do not bring your dog to that dog park because they will not be good there. Um, because they're completely different for me than they are with the owner. I have a yeah. lot of reactive dogs, but they're with me. Perfectly fine. with the owners. But, like, it's, I don't know, it's just like, even over the last six months, when this first announcement was made about dog park, I haven't heard feck all about it. I was just about to say, yeah, like, yeah, I heard dog park is coming, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't about it. need to pull down your sunglasses, it's absolute scorcher here today. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that it's, this is probably the most hungover podcast ever, so we leave it at that. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a hangover, right? I, I've definitely been way worse, to be honest, but I probably recorded one or two episodes when I actually have a glass of wine as well, so. It, <laughs> They're the best ones. We should come on, we should do a drunk one sometime for the crack, actually. Oh my god, that would definitely get me banned off every glass of wine. Like, what the hell, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's just such and I say every time I come up here it's such a great facility that you have here I love it look it's done right um, now like I always get people will my dog be suitable I don't know not every dog is suitable for this like a lot of dogs in the starter they're very nervous um, I know after a few goes look if they don't start to show any types of socialization <laughs> Paul's been smart down there yeah yeah I'll just salute him there that's the type of salute now Paul gets um, I, I won't even repeat what kind of salute that Paul just got there. Yeah, okay. But yeah, no, look, a lot of, like, the amount of dogs that we've had that, like, were very unsocial, and now they're flying it, absolutely flying it. Some dogs that were extremely nervous, as confident as ever now. But there is some dogs that's just, it's a type of environment that will not suit. And you know what, like, even when, my God, he really wants it. <laughs> no, that's, that's Clara's sister now, Tara. Buddy, put it away. Come on, man. Wow. They did the coral. That's um that's that's one dog that really yeah. Really looking forward to that. As long as Paul doesn't want to start trying to hump you now, it'd be grand. <laughs> that would be He copies the dogs a lot, definitely. You know, that 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 would be a very interesting one. <laughs> Bit of barking going on here yeah, as well. Little Lucy, just see tiny little Lucy there. She is the craziest little dog. Look at the size of her. The small ones always yeah, are. Like look at the size of her now in comparison to the dog she's barking at. But see that's another thing, like you see the size of Lucy there in comparison to Ben. Yeah. You know, you have to make sure that they are social and they're because imagine Ben wasn't social and turned on Lucy. That's a one-way game there, like yeah, exactly. So yeah. You have to be very careful, like especially introducing small but big out in public areas, just be very cautious. Yeah. Because definitely. if the big dog does turn, 
you know, there's, like, there's... Of course, like, there's all the signs as well that's there, like the potty language of a dog. Exactly. And like a lot of people don't get that either, especially when our dog is approaching them. What's good for your heart? Nutritious, delicious, and blue all over. We call it a boost of blue. Blueberries are heart healthy and packed with flavor and nutrients like fiber and vitamin C that can give you a lift all day long. So call it whatever you like. Just remember to grab a boost of blue. In like on a walk or in a park, or they don't actually know it's about language. Exactly, I'm being honest. Like people ask me, oh, how will I introduce my dog to another dog? It's like about dogs on lead. Well, we'll just avoid them. So if you want to avoid any chance of an altercation, um, it's just easier because dogs on a lead can be extremely reactive in comparison to a dog off a lead. Yeah. You know, Bruno there. He's, he's fine now because he's on a lead, but you know if Bruno was off lead and you put, just say Ben on a lead, when he sees another dog on a lead, he just goes this other type of crazy. Now not vicious, sir, but it's, it's uh, he's just mental. Like, like the crazy I experienced when yes. I came in. Oh yeah, fair enough, okay. You know, and he, yeah. just, he goes over barking in their face, right then, as if to say, <laughs> you're on a lead and I'm not. Let it, Bruno. <laughs> Get him. I, I, I definitely got a good greet up Bruno well. <laughs> The marks on your arm there show that. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you not, I'm going to go home and Bruno's going to be like, my own Bruno's going to be like, who did that to you? That's not mine. give you those marks. Well, he's giving me so many others that like, at this stage now, he nearly got up, he wouldn't even know. <laughs> but like, it's just, even with the, like, I suppose you have such big things going on right now, like with the dog food as well, and like, like you said, that's going from strength to strength. Explain it, yeah, thank you. And I actually saw some of the bags inside in, with, uh, just, in my chest space here. And like, it's, it's incredible that you're doing all this. And you've built a business from, like really from scratch. Yeah, from that, there was no trails and tails. Yeah. You know, like myself and Sarah there, like we've worked our asses off to get to where we are. People don't understand, like people see him go, I'd love to do that. Like, you know, it went from having three jobs, and Sarah took the brunt of the kids for the first. Just, all right, Sarah still takes the brunt of the kids. <sighs> But you know, like there was a lot of sacrifices and hard work and crazy hours to get to where we are. Um, but yeah, look, we're reaping the rewards. Now. But you're both in a job that you love. Exactly. I'm the boss. And Sarah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to talk to you now for about the bandanas. Like, well, abs- everyone's loving them. They're absolutely fantastic. And the feedback I've even got from the few on the big, like the big back ones that you did up for us, especially um. That girl, Sarah, up in Dublin, who lost uh, her dog Baxter, like, she was actually overwhelmed, like, with that as well. So, like, I actually work with that girl in my full-time job, like, and it was just, like, it meant something to her yeah. as well. Yeah. And, like, it's something personal as well. And, like, I see even the photos online. All oh, the dogs look so happy. Bruno lo- my Bruno loves wearing his. Millie on the other hand, if she, <laughs> if you put it on her, it's like, no, I am not being your little model. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video uh, that I put up yesterday evening on the Big Bear page. Oh, you were late giving her the feed, wasn't Yeah, you? literally three minutes late giving her dinner and she sat back at me. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, understand. like, it's just amazing, like, how the personality of dogs is oh, just yeah. incredible, like, and personality of this fella too, huh? Yeah, he's, he's great. He's going to become the Trails and Tales mascot, but yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Definitely. Now, right, Bruno? He's broke many phones. He's I don't know how I haven't broken bones. Knocked us all over. He nearly broke my nose one day with a headbutt. Um, <laughs> but it's all good. You know he's you have to. But go. Sarah, would that not do an improvement to his face? It would. I'm yet to see it really. Can't improve this yeah. face, man. <laughs> Well, look, guys, it's a pleasure as always, and thank you both so much for joining me today. Uh, we're going to cut over now to the uh, dog groomer uh, head to tail uh, with Jess, and I hope to talk to you both again. Brilliant, Ella. 
And the great news is I survived the bad pack and right now I have made my way across town to a brand new grooming salon and that is Head to Tail Grooming here on Mulgrave Street in Limerick and I'm delighted to welcome the owner of Head to Tail and that is Jess. Jess, welcome to the big back. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. So Jess, let's start off by talking a bit about your own background, like you've obviously been doing grooming for a while. Um, what got you into grooming in the first place? So I've always wanted to work with dogs ever since I was young. I didn't know what part I wanted to go into. I wanted to be a vet at some stage, but then I did work experience when I was in school with groomers and I fell in love with it. I went and did two FETAC courses, fell in love with grooming even more then, and I've been grooming now in Limerick for three years. Fantastic. And so it's all been going quite well for you, but this is a massive step now taken on your own business. Yeah, massive step. <laughs> so, how do you feel? Tomorrow is the opening day. Uh, we're recording one day here before the opening day. How are you feeling about it? Excited, nervous, anxious. <laughs> so, I believe you you work very closely uh, a lot with Trails and Tales, uh, who are big supporters of our show as well. So, I and I do know from seeing on Instagram, Jamie and Sarah have given you a lot of support as well. What has the support overall from other people and other businesses and our one has been like? Oh, the support from everybody has been absolutely terrific. If it wasn't for the support of Jamie and Sarah and all the help they've given me, I think I probably would be a lot more nervous than I am now. Um, but I couldn't be more, more happy to have the support of Sarah and Jamie behind me. I know they have a massive following, you know, everyone loves them. And then to stock their food as well, like I swear by their food, I have both my dogs on it and I'd never change their food. So obviously like you're a, a massive dog person yourself. What kind of dogs have you got yourself? I have a lurcher who is a rescue and then we also have a terrier. Um, That's an interesting combination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a little bit of a weird mix, um, but no, we, they're, they're mad. Okay, so obviously for, say, a lurcher, you won't have a lot of grooming involved. Um, what is the one breed that is, I suppose, harder and more time-consuming than any other dog to groom? It's a funny question. A lot of people would say different. I think Huskies, Malamutes, all that kind of breed, because there's so much time that goes into the washing, the drying, the de-shedding, everything like that. I'd say they're one of the hardest breeds, one of the most time-consuming breeds. Okay, and like I do know, like obviously, like there's some breeds there out there, like Bunny's Mountain Dog. I've heard stories online where it costs up to like is it ten thousand a year or something to keep them groomed. Like when you have a dog that sheds a lot, it's it's expensive for owners. Yeah, it can be very expensive for owners. So obviously before, and like it's something a lot of owners want to think of before they're getting a dog, before they're picking a breed. It's something that you really need to kind of look at as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, and explain then what a typical day is like for you as a dog groomer. I know obviously like you're just starting off here, but like as a dog groomer in general, what's a typical day like for you? So a typical day would be roughly having maybe six, seven dogs in a day. You start off, you clip them down, you get them washed, do you know, you, a lot of them now coming to me, I know their standard cut, so it's literally just dog getting dropped in, I already know what I'm doing, and then you work away. Um, but then you clip them off, you wash them, you give them their dry, 
Um, you finish off their cut, you do their feet, their nails, their ears, um, and you give them an overall pretty fluffy cut. Lovely. And tell me then, like, obviously for a lot of dogs, like going to the vet, going to the groomer, it's a nerve-wracking experience for them. Any advice for dog owners to actually handle that? So, I have one in particular that comes to me that is like this. She was a rescue herself. Um, their owner has been bringing them to me now for roughly two years. No one else can touch the dog. She will actually scream. And it's literally consistency. Letting them see the same face all the time, being calm with them. If there's something they don't want you to do, you move away from it, go back. Do you know, it's all about not stressing the dog. But it's consistency. The more you can do it, the better it will become for them and it becomes normal and they realise, oh, this isn't a bad thing. Okay. And, like, obviously, there's a lot of groomers around. So, you're, like, you're new into the, the market yourself. Yeah. Like, has there been support from other groomers as well? There has, yeah. Yeah, which is great to see. It's, yeah. like, it's great to see other businesses supporting each other as yeah, well. Exactly. What's your advice then? say for anyone looking to become an actual groomer, like someone like yourself who started off a few years ago, what's your advice to someone looking to go into that grooming? My advice, similar to what I did, I'd advise going in somewhere, doing work experience, getting even like an apprenticeship, you know, coming in one day a week, two days a week. I started off washing and drying dogs. It was only one of the women decided, you know, I'll give you a chance, you know, try doing this, try doing that. Do you know, and then you kind of build from there. And it is nice because you start from the bottom and you work your way up and you learn everything different along the way. And like obviously in dog grooming there's so much to actually learn as well. Yeah. Like it's not like dog walking or petting, like just all the biology yeah. of the dogs and everything that you need to learn. As someone who is learning, what's the toughest thing to actually learn about dog grooming? Well, that every dog is not the same. <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah, like every dog, I suppose, has her own personality yeah. traits as well. Like, I know my own too, like Bruno and Millie. Millie just loves going into the vet. She's the only dog I've ever seen that, like, Lily jumps up on top of the vet's table. Our uh, old dog, um, she passed away now two years ago. She used to love going to the vets. You only had to say the word to her, and she would skip up our road and she'd go running in, no problem. And you know, it's, it's very unusual for a lot of dogs because a lot of dogs, the minute they see the vet, it's like, oh crap, what am I doing back here? That's my new fella now, that's my lurcher. I literally have to pick him up and carry him in because he will not go in the door. But it's like, it's the same as well, like, say like for Bruno, he's very nervous going into the vet, he's very nervous even going into a groomer's to get his nails clipped. Like, they're short-coated dogs, like, both mine are Labradors, so yeah. there's no real major grooming involved in them. They get their washing all at home, yeah. but like, there's no major, like, they shed a lot. But that's kind of my, that's the problem of my, of my clothes, really, more than anything. But Bruno then, on the other hand, like, even getting the nails left, he's so nervous. So, as a dog owner, say if I was coming to you, yeah. what would be your advice to me there, like, with, with Bruno, bringing him into, like, it's very hard to find a groomer for him that he actually takes a liking to. Yeah. What would be your advice there? My advice there, the nicest thing to do would be, even if you were coming for a walk past here one day, just bring him in, let him come in, let him say hello, do you know, let him see other dogs, that it's not a scary thing, that it's not a bad thing, that other dogs get it done and it's okay. Get him used to one person 
and eventually then he'll build that relationship with that one person and it won't become a major deal, it'll become normal. What's your plans to build the business? My plans would be as best as I can, hopefully try and expand my clientele even adding on what I've had for the last three years, eventually have a second groomer okay. and then see how, how we go from there and then if it does keep expanding, a bigger premises. Fantastic. Okay. Well, look, I think that's uh, pretty much all I need to know, Jess. Thank you so much for joining me on The Big Bag today. And best wishes for the opening of the business and hope everything goes well. And I'll have Bruno and Millie in at some stage to you as well. Thank you. Thanks for the support. And that's all that we have time for today. Thank you so much to Jess, to Jamie and Sarah, and of course, all the crew up at Trails and Tales. Got to chat with Paul about his umbrella, of course. Hopefully he'll get a new one now before the winter. And very best of luck to their new starter, who started yesterday, Annette, who also got um, pretty much attacked by the very playful Bruno. And I have plenty of marks here on my arm after that, earlier on. Um, yeah, I think I look my arm looks a bit like Wolverine at the moment. Or like Wolverine had a good old go at it. Um, more use of that for my own Bruno, but my god, that was that was entertaining anyway. Well, we have a few great episodes coming up in the next few weeks. We have Cat from CDC Animal Therapy next week. Uh, we'll be chatting to dog trainer Annie Grossman, all the way from the US, who will be talking about urban living with dogs in a couple of weeks. We'll be chatting to Cheryl Matthews, the owner of an app called Fetch a Date. And we'll have Pete DeVette and Seamus from Den for Dogs all on over the coming weeks. Of course, we'll be chatting to trainers like uh, Carrie from Madra. We'll be chatting to Samantha Rawson again. We'll definitely have Tim back on from Pepbond again, Tim Corby. Always like to have these people on. We have a lot of shows lined up right up to the run up to Christmas so it's going to be a very packed couple of months and again a lot of these shows kind of like recorded now because it's going to be a very busy few months but an enjoyable few months so like I said that's all for today I survived the bar park and thank god for that I didn't need my life insurance and hopefully I won't need it next time that I go back there either so if you want to follow us be sure to go to our Instagram page or Facebook page. Both of those you'll find under the Big Bad Podcast. We're on Twitter as well. We're on Patreon. Uh, we're not on TikTok. I gave it a go and I got bored absolutely crapless from it. So I just decided, nah, couldn't be arsed. Um, as a whole, overall, things are going well. So I think we'll leave it at that. And... I'm afraid I'm going to start waffling now, so I'm definitely going to leave it at that. And we've hit the 31 minute mark too, so that's long enough for anyone to have to listen to my voice in a week. Until next week, have a fantastic week and give your doggies lots of cuddles. The Big Bark, listen up dog owners, is for you, all you canine your favorite podcast the big bark with your host dara burke and canine co-hosts bruno and millie the big bark